This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. WPHT HD. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia. A radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? <laughs> I am very excited here at 9 a.m. in the morning. So we're here every week, 9 o'clock, 1210, and on Radio.com, too, which is cool. I had a couple of people call me from Florida. Awesome. We're here every week to help with your residential needs, commercial, residential, whatever you need. Give us a call. My number is 267 266 5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. We're just helped here every week to help you and keep you informed and let you know what's going on about this great economy and real estate. And you can listen to this show and other shows soon at our Good News and Real Estate website. We'll be back operating. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. Uh, We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is? The importance of a relationship with your loan officer. I'm interested. Are you? Yes. Do you have a relationship with your loan officer? (laughs) Not at the moment, I don't. (laughs) Questions. I'm currently paying a mortgage on a house that I want to add a guest house to. Do I have to finish the mortgage payment or can I start before? Go on. All right. If I add an HVAC unit to a sunroom, does that add to the square footage of the house? (laughs) That's a good one. Okay. If a seller does not disclose known electrical issues with a home in Florida and the contract is canceled during the inspection period, can the potential buyer sue for the cost of the appraisal, inspections, title search, survey, etc. that has already been Performed. That's a good question. We also have that I just purchased a home in June of 2017. The inspector I hired stated writing that my roof would last five years. My home insurance will not cover the roof. What do I do? Hmm. Go on. And what else? So now we are up to our topic of the day. Details of listing a contract. And Mark, we also have our motivational quote, which is? And the motivational quote is? A pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. Nice. That's right, man, because you got to solve the problems. 
Always, whether right. it's splitting the baby or however. Yeah, we haven't talked about splitting the baby for a while there. We have not. So we where are we not. at? So where are we at now? We are up to the market report. And there is the bell. Now, the greater Philadelphia housing market is off to a hard, hot start in 2020. Yes, it is. Both the median sales prices of the homes, number of deals closed last month soared to new highs of the last decade for January. According to a data provided by market stats and showing time, they're the ones that control the showings based on listing activity from the multiple listing service. A high number of closures come even as inventory levels reached a 10 year low. So even though there's a lack of inventory, there's still deals going on. Sure. You got to remember there's 676,000 houses in Philly. And the counties, 6.7 million people live in Philly Metro. Median sales price across the regions soared to a $240,000 price range. 9.6 over January of last year. 9.6%. Yeah, but I just want to, like, I just want to interject something on that. I mean, we're getting appraisals and, and we're not the only one. The appraisals are coming in low. Buyers are going in because of the market. And some of the things that they're hearing, they're going in and overpricing these houses. And we it hasn't caught up yet. It will. But when you go back to the listing agent and say, Hey, where'd you you know, where'd you come up with that sales price? There's nothing to support it. Yeah, well. So we just have to be careful. Well, they didn't do good research. That's my point. We just have to be careful because it's You, you asked know, me to do comps on a house last week. I start at a tenth of a mile. Right. So you get everything right next to the house. And then I work my way out to a half a mile uh, to make sure I'm I'm getting the right prices. Apples to apples, too. Exactly. You, come, you gotta compare apples to apples. Prices are well above a 10-year average of 2,208,000. So we're way over 208,000, about up to 240,000. Chester County is the most extensive jurisdiction, uh, most expensive in the region, posting a January sales price of 357,000 up 3.6 over last year. Mercer County in Jer- Jersey posted a 24.3% gain, highest percentage gain in the Philadelphia area, and median sales price of a home there is 261,000. My fingers are crossed. Yeah, well, you ain't going to have to worry about it. Across Philadelphia, uh, there was 4,900 4, closed sales during January. And that's different when I mentioned that number of 4,300 for sale because they that's all them together that have been going yep. over the last few months. Got it. But the hot market comes as inventory declined 31% over year from last year. 31% less homes for sale. 31% less homes, right? In a year, yeah. Okay. And buying a home is more affordable than running in 53% of the U.S. housing markets, including Philadelphia. Philadelphia County, it's less expensive to own a three-bedroom property than it is to rent a median-priced three-bedroom home, according to Real Estate Analytics. And this was true for 455 or 53% of the 855 U.S. counties analyzed for the report. So it's definitely cheaper to buy. It's definitely cheaper to buy. I mean, I'm doing that when I do a pre-approval and I ask people how much rent they're paying, Thirteen fifty, seventeen fifty, and then they tell me how much they want to spend on a home. We're at eleven hundred, twelve hundred dollars on a mortgage payment. It's it's a win win. 
It's the best time to buy. What about the rates? The rates are great. 30-year fixed rate, 3.625%. Your 30-year VA, 3%. 15-year is 2.875%. And your FHA is at 3.5%. Wow. Unbelievable rates. Get out there and buy, folks. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Talk Radio. Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. What kind I, of coffee like, are you drinking? I, I need to know. Honduras. Oh, that's Honduras. working well. Honduras. It's working well. Yeah, it's got a funky taste to it. <laughs> I'm not getting to Honduras again. All right, so where are we at? We're up to your funny story. All right, I, so I here, here's the story. So there's burglar, right? He breaks into this house one night. He doesn't think nobody's home. Shines his flashlight around. He's looking for valuables when he hears a voice in the dark. And the voice says, Jesus knows you're here. He nearly jumps out of his skin. He clicks his flashlight off. He freezes. When he heard nothing more, he shook his head and continued. Just as he started unplugging some of the electronics and he heard again, Jesus is watching you. Startled, he shines a light around, frantically looking for the source of the voice. Finally, in the corner of the room, the flashlight beam comes to rest on a parrot. And he walks up to the parrot. He said, did you say that? And the parrot says, yes, then squawked. He goes, I'm just trying to warn you. That he's watching you. And the burger relaxed. Like, and he goes, warn me. Huh. He goes, who in the world are you? He goes, I'm Moses, replied the parrot. He goes, Moses? He goes, what kind of people would name their bird Moses? He said, the kind of people that name their Rottweiler Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was a better one. It was better. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net. Or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it's time for the mortgage segment with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is the importance of having a relationship with your loan officer. Yeah. And I want to apologize. My little comment in the beginning, you know, (laughs) we have family and friends that are going to be listening to this. It's not going to sound right. So. No disrespect intended. Business relationship. It's a business relationship. Yeah, we get it. All right. Is that cool? All right. So tell me about this. So basically, I mean. Why is it important? It's important because you're making one of the largest purchases in your life. Right. You need to have a relationship based on trust and confidence. So most people in, in my dealings comes from either a referral or from a previous client, which is also a referral. Right. But it's also with the trust and confidence from realtors that I have built relationships with that know that I'm going to take care of their clients. I mean, that's basically, Mark, why I'm called Mortgage Mom, because I treat my clients like family. Yeah, because by the time you get done, when you know everything about these people. Well, and that's... Because you have to. That's my point. So having a conversation when... So when I first talk to somebody, you know, I want to introduce myself. I want them to know who I am. It's not, let me have your name, your social, your date of birth. It's giving them a little bit of background, letting them know that I've been in the business for about 25 years, started when I was 11, 
Um, <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. But, you know, letting them know I have a radio show, letting them know I teach continuing education classes, um, you know, letting them know that my company, everything that we do is in-house, all of the underwriting, all of the processing. And that means that their purchase becomes personal to not only to me, but to my company. Yeah, especially so, that one little thing you mentioned real quick, have, knowing the underwriter. A lot of people don't even understand what that is. Right. And knowing that he doesn't have three heads. Right. Because and they it's think the it's like the man behind the, the curtain. Wizard, the right. wizard. The wizard, exactly. Yeah. Although my head underwriter is the wizard. He is the man. All right. So we're, we're definitely major accolades there. Right. But I want to find out what your goals are. How long are you going to be in the house? You know, how many children do you have? Do you have plan on having more children? How long have you been on the job? It's a conversation. It's a relationship. What's the most important thing that we need to talk about? Correct. Exactly. And... If you go online and fill out an application with one of those internet services, number one, they're not going to answer the phone at three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon when you're stressed out about your loan. You know, maybe you talk to your Uncle Joe and he said, well, that's never happened to me before and that's not how we did it. And you're calling me and saying, I just talked to my Uncle Joe and he said, and I have an opportunity to actually talk to them, calm them down, explain the process to them. And the other thing is we can meet in person to do their application. Yeah, and the guy online is not coming to settlement. And he's not driving across the country to fill out your application. There's teasers on on the internet. Get a 2% loan. Right, right. We can make, you don't have to talk to me if you don't want to. We can do everything through the internet. You can sign all your documents. You know, we can do everything through email. 90% of my clients want that personal touch. I want to talk to them before we go to settlement the next day. And Googling information on the internet is, you don't know where that information is coming from. You got to be very careful. You have to be very careful. And all that myth about millennials not wanting to, that is all bull. People want to talk to you. They They might do the research, but in the end, They don't want to make mistakes. They want to talk to a professional. Right. And it's, you want to have the confidence again, and it's an ongoing relationship when it comes time to refinance, when it comes time, when it comes time to do a HELOC, or you want to take cash out of your property, or maybe you want to buy a second home. We have that relationship already established where they can call me. It's going to take five minutes to be able to determine what they're going to be able to purchase as an investment, as a second home. But that should be the relationship, just like your financial advisor, just like your banker, just like, you know, going to a professional, it's a relationship and it should be an ongoing relationship. Yeah, because people make, it's not like the old days. People don't stay like they used to. They don't stay. But I mean, the great thing that I can say is that with my business, I do have a lot of referrals and I do have a lot of repeat business because I pride myself on the communication. Right. You know, I didn't want to turn this into a whole commercial about me, but it just happened to go that way. No, but it's about, but it's a, it just, you're making the point. It's, you don't want to deal with somebody that you never hear from or, or it's, they're in California and you're in Philly. Right. I mean, you want to deal with somebody that you can ask questions, actually meet. Right. And go, I go through the pipeline on a continuous basis, you know, asking questions. How are you doing? I haven't heard from you. Is everything Okay. You know, are you still shopping for a new home? And sometimes I'll get people say, well, I kind of put the 
the home purchase process on hold because I don't have the 20% to put down. Now, if I didn't call them and tell them they can put as little as 3% down, they wouldn't be buying. It might be another year or two before they're going to purchase. So <laughs> it might be longer than that. Well, exactly. But, you know, you want to make sure that you're prepared. You get all your questions answered. And there's no time limit because we're not in the telemarketing business where I'm going to move on to the next call. No. This is a client that if they need credit work, we're going to work through that as well. We're going to guide them through the process. We're going to give them the different loan options that are available. Should you do an FHA loan? Should you do a conventional loan? These are questions that, that all need to be. have no clue about right. how all the different programs. And my goal is to just educate. I want to be a resource. I want to be a resource for the clients right. so that they can pick me up. They can pick me up. They can call me and pick my brain about any questions that they might have. And you know what? I don't have all the answers, but I know where to get them. That's right. So it's like me. That's, I don't know everything about real estate. But I tell my clients, I will get them the correct answer. Right. Because there's no two deals alike, ever. Ever. And they shouldn't be. And they're not cookie cutter either because no. some human people- beings involved. And families. And, you know, like I said, it's one of the most important purchases that you're going to make in your life and you want to be comfortable. Yeah, and yeah. there's some people I might talk to that we just don't gel. You know what I mean? And that's Okay. Not everybody is as warm and fuzzy as you are. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it's true. Sometimes it's it's not a match. Right. And that's perfectly okay as well. But All like, right. you know. But that would but you're you're really I, I was talking to a bunch of the students uh Thursday and we were talking about this and we were talking about that myth of like millennials and the Texan and all that. And they all agreed. Like they all did the research like in the school, but I have, I'm getting every class now, six, seven referrals and because the awesome. school is older now, but, uh, but, it, but they all liked the idea that I answered a phone and I talked to them. Exactly. Now there was about four or five that didn't call me and just signed up, but they want it. They want to talk to you though. No, I totally They're the agree. ones that had the most questions actually. And they're the, they're the best ones because you want to be able to answer the questions. Right. All right. Well, that was a very good segment. <laughs> All right. So coming up next is our question and answer segment. All right. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on WPHT Talk Radio 1210. We will be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax, and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. All right. So what's the first question? The first question is, I am currently paying a mortgage on a house that I want to add a guest house to. Do I have to finish the mortgage payment or can I start before? Well, I mean, uh, well, they don't have to add. You're going to add a guest house. You might have to inform legally. You might have to inform your mortgage company of this. I think you do. I think that's in your mortgage docs. 
if you make some major changes. Major changes. Well, it's you, in the homeowners for sure. Right. But you don't have. But to, you don't have to pay it off. You don't have to pay it off. You can get a HELOC to add the gas. You could do a cash out refinance. Right. You can do the two hundred three K loan that we talked about. That's the way I would go. Well, it depends on their credit score because there's also um, a home possible, which does a conventional side for rehab. And you do a guest house. And you can yeah, do a guest uh, house. Lawson's doing the same exact thing. His brother's doing it out in Ohio for his mother. Did he get his credit pulled? They're doing, yeah. And they're doing it. This is exactly what they're doing. All right. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Um, the he, answer is you don't have to pay off your mortgage. Right. And there's multiple. This is that kind of uh, thing you just had your segment. Why have a relationship? You could answer all these questions. Right. There's three or four different ways they could go about this. Absolutely. And it's good to know which way is going to be the best. So you analyze all four of the right. situations and find out what's going to be the best for the client. I remember talking to them last year when we were down in Key West. Him and his brother were there and they were talking about this. All right, what's the next one? If I had an HVAC unit, if I add an HVAC unit to a sunroom, does that add to the square footage of the house? No. You're adding air conditioning, correct? Well, you're adding air, right? Doesn't it make it inflate? <laughs> <laughs> I think they got this question that screwed up. It, adding, I think if they, I think that they mean it just adds value, possibly, but I don't know how much is the AC unit going to add three, four grand. No, but it's not going to add square footage. And now, if you built the sunroom, you could possibly be adding square footage as long as you got a permit and permits and did all that correctly. Yes, but just adding an HVAC unit to a sunroom. Because it's connected to the room or something? No. Okay. No. That's a strange question. What's the next one? The next question is, if a seller does not disclose known electrical issues with a home in Florida and the contract is canceled during the inspection period, can the potential buyer sue for the cost of appraisal, inspections, title search, survey, et cetera, that has already been done? They could. Because if you hire a lawyer, but wait a second, and you give them the magic two thousand dollars that every lawyer asks for, they'll take the case. But this is saying if the contract is canceled during the inspection period, so yeah. you really shouldn't be getting an appraisal. Yeah, but they could have. They could have ordered the appraisal right away. Okay. They could have ordered the home inspection. They could have ordered title right away. They could have put some money out of their pocket. All right. And then right. they found out there was an electrical issue. Uh, came back during the inspection period and they wanted out. Okay. And they wanted to recoup. Maybe they bought homeowners and whatever money they put it out of their pocket, they want. They went back. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Recouped, refunded. You know, refund, not that. I was looking for another word. Damages, like, you know, to, that, to them. Right. Because they thought they were going to be able to buy this house and then it turned out that way. Yes, they could. We normally so, don't order the appraisal. First of all, you try not to sue because you try to mediate this out because just hiring lawyers, that's two grand. The magic number with attorneys is $2,000. Unless you're using Legal, legal Shield. Shield, like me and you got. But like, and everybody should get Legal Shield. Um, <laughs> but that's a whole the, other topic. The magic number that lawyers always ask for is $2,000 just to look into the situation. But you want to avoid court at all costs. Right. Court, and you courts, should be protected. I mean, Mark, yeah. honestly, we don't order an appraisal until we get the thumbs up from the inspection. 
Yeah, but that's not necessarily the case. Okay. I mean, you could order. I like. I know ordering, you could, but I like ordering everything and getting it over with. Well, but you know, mortgage companies don't like it because you just got to pay for that appraisal, and right. then yeah, right, and then the home inspection goes bad, and and somebody paid for the appraisal. And a lot of mortgage companies request that the the buyer pays for the appraisal up front, so they're taking a credit card or. Right. You know, a check so for that appraisal, so the buyer's out of the money. That's right. What's the next? All right, next question is, I just purchased a home in June of 2017. The inspection, the inspector I hired stated, writing that my roof would last for five years. My home insurance will not cover the roof. What do I do? You shop for a new uh, insurance company because right. usually that's the type of language inspectors use. They'll look at the roof. The roof's not leaking. And they look at it and they'll say, appraisers do the same thing. This roof should have a life of at least five years. But for whatever reason, you got some home insurance company. Remember I told you about the one up in my neighborhood? The uh, insurance guy rode down the street and looked at a big single with an A-frame roof. And the insurance guy said, he thinks the house needs a new roof. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> That's like uh, we were talking last week, dentistry by owner, you know? Exactly. I mean, the insurance right. guy is giving uh, advice on roofs. So some home insurance companies are doing, are really getting a little picky with the inspections and they uh, want to limit liability. You might be with the wrong insurance company. So you got to be careful with that. Right, I that, would take the advice of a roofer over an insurance company. Sure, exactly. What's the next one? The next question is, the underwriter denied my home loan because of a dispute on my credit. The dispute was filed in 2012 and shows status as still disputed. Why is it there after five years? What's well, the answer, mortgage the, I mom? mean, the answer is we need to find out why it's still there, but you, it should not be denied because of that if it's... If it's from that long ago, depending on what the amount is, they'll take, um, you can call and get it undisputed. Right. And when you undispute it, you have to make sure that the credit score is not going to drop. If it is going to drop, then you can pay it down to zero and still close with the dispute on there. And it's five years old. Yeah, that, that sounds what's a little... Myth, what's the myth about everything disappears after so long? The myth is that it, everything comes off in seven years. Your bankruptcies are going to come off in 10 years. But Ten you got to follow up on that. Yeah, but not I, everything just well, automatically was, falls off. I didn't think a bankruptcy was ten years. Mm -hmm. Ten years—that's a sentence, man. Anyway, I what I, my point I was going to say was sometimes you got to be careful because you can reinitiate the clock. Correct. Correct. Like that's you, why we if say you not did something right without asking. Like this, right? Also goes back to your topic. It does. Like they have this disputed thing and if they do something stupid they could start the clock all over again yeah it depends on the amount of the dispute um it can easily be removed by making a phone call but if it's a net you know obviously if there's a dispute it's something negative you have to make sure when that dispute comes off that it doesn't drop the credit score and a loan officer can do that they can go in once they run your credit and if it's done within a 30 day time period they can do a simulator and figure out exactly what needs to be done and what effect that's going to have. Back up for me. Uh, now, you just said a bankruptcy is 10 years. What's a, what other kind of things have time clocks? 
attached to them. Everything has a time clock. I mean, collections, charge-offs, foreclosures. Well, foreclosures, how long? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I should know that, but I don't. Um, Five. I mean, there's different guidelines as far as when you can purchase, but as far as when a foreclosure comes off, and you got to keep an eye on it. That's why everybody should have the ID Shield app to keep an eye on it because you know when it's supposed to come off and you can send a letter in to get it removed. Right. But I don't want to go down that road being like a credit expert with all those times because I'm not. I mean, I adhere to the credit repair company on that. Right. I agree. Okay. All right. So, but five years, that's a long time. It is a long time. That's a long time. It is a long time. And they should not have been denied. There should, there could have been a way to possibly get around that. Right. So. So there's a way to solve the problem. Right. All right. So the last question that we have is how long does it normally take to get a loan approved? So. What do you think? Well. I know with your company, if I send you a buyer and you do the right thing, you pull their credit, you request their W-2s, all their paperwork, bank statements, you can get it done within a couple of days. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're fully no, ready to go. Right. I mean, we can normally, you know, before TRID happened, which meant before TRID, you had all these, you know, three days. What is for TRID? So the audience understands well, what TRID is. So now instead of having your good faith estimate, and that's going to be our next topic, instead of having the good faith estimate, we now have the closing disclosure. Right. So TRID stands for the reason I drink. And it means that <laughs> there are all these different timelines that get set up for your rate lock, for the CD to go out, for the application to be done. So there's all these different timelines to protect the buyer. Before that, we could get it done in, you know, seven days, appraisal back, ready to go, I know. boom. Now we need at least 10 days to get everything done. So I'm going to say the minimum that we could get a loan done is probably going to be three weeks, two and a half to three weeks. Yeah. And, but it's not and, 45, and finally, 90 days. And the worst part of that whole TRID thing was the settlement sheet, which is now what, five pages long? It used right. to be one Eight and a half by 14, double-sided, very simple. Everybody understood it. Right. Everything added up, add and subtract. I see agents that can't even explain it. Right. That's how bad it is. It's It's not that bad. It's bad. It's not. It's bad. (laughs) All right. Get us into commercial. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive all the time. We will be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. So where are we at, Miss Kat Sars? Mr. Cumberland, we are up to the details of a listing contract. Uh-oh, this looks like detail, very detailed. Oh, uh, uh, you're killing me. So let me tell you about this. So anyway, when you list your home with a real estate agent, which you should, because you should not try to do this by yourself, you need an expert. I'll give you the numbers so the audience knows real quick. 97% 
of people that try to sell their house themselves, only 3% sell. And out of the 3% that sell, only half of them, 1.5%, actually make it to the settlement table. And out of all of them, you net more with a real estate agent than if you did it yourself. So there's no reason to do this by yourself. You're trying to, they try to save 6%. Save money, right. But anyway, so now you hired an agent. You hired Mr. Cumberland. He shows up at your house. All warm and fuzzy. All warm and fuzzy. And he whips out the old listing contract. And you have to sign this document. And obviously, the name of the seller and the property address goes on this contract. There are many other things that are included that you need to be aware of. The big thing is the price and the terms of the sale. When setting the terms of the sale, the main thing you want to be concerned with is the price. How did you come up with the price? This agent should have done what's called a CMA, right. comparables of what's sold in the neighborhood, what's pending in the neighborhood, and what's active in the neighborhood they should show you. Sure. So you know the competition. So you have to interview this agent. You hire an agent. Now this agent is on your side. Representing your, you. Representing you. He's a your listing agent. You sign a contract. In addition to the price, you will disclose what personal property, if any, goes with the house when you sell it. Like personal property, meaning? Property, like washer, dryers. Lawnmower. Mover, uh, yeah. Uh, lawnmowers. <laughs> Dogs. I oh, did a dog one time. Geez. Dog was in the contract. Uh, buyers wanted the dog. Sellers couldn't take the dog. Aww. We put the dog in the contract. <laughs> anyway, just for fun. But anyway, personal property. And and what is not attached or fixed to the house. So that microwave that's mounted in the wall is not personal property. That's attached. The dishwasher. You see people make mistakes with some of this stuff. So the agent should ask you, what are you including in the sale? And usually it's washer, dryer, refrigerator, stuff like that. Okay. Now it's getting a little more complicated with these flat screen TVs and the brackets on the walls. Right. Like what technically is that bracket attached? Is that included or what? So there's been some disputes about that. There may be some items that are considered real property that you do not intend to include in the sale. I remember we had one, I had one a couple of years ago over my drummer with his chandelier. Right. Like the people wanted to take this chandelier. It has some kind of personal attachment to them. And they told the seller buyers that they were taking the chandelier and the seller, the new buyers wanted the chandelier. And we had a big battle over a chandelier. Didn't you end up buying a chandelier? Well, yeah, we bought a chandelier for them and, uh, you know, they, they get loose sight it, became an ego thing rather than about the chandelier in the end anyway. But little crazy things like that happen. But the listing contract should make it clear what's included, what's not included too. So if you are taking, you know, grandma's chandelier and you want you put that in the listing contract, not included in the sale, so the buyers know up front. Agencies, duties of the listing agent, Many of the uh, people think the real estate agent as a salesperson. Many agents, perhaps most agents, would jump a chance just to be a salesperson, but they aren't just salespeople. Most states have legislation uh, that they have a fiduciary responsibility. This duty means this agent is responsible to act in the best interest of their client. A car salesman doesn't have to act in the best interest of their 
but by law, real estate agents live by a set of ethics and by a fiduciary responsibility. So that's also part of the contract. And then you have disclosures. In Pennsylvania, Jersey, most states have them. The agent's going to give you like a five-page disclosure, and you're going to answer to the best of your knowledge all these questions about the house. Heating, windows, plumbing, roof, all. You're not, you know, they don't expect you to be a contractor. You just answer honestly. Sure. And that is what the buyer gets when he signs the contract and what's disclosed. And there, you know, all these things are in this listing contract. So everything should be spelled out. What's what's included? What's not included? You you sign a contract with this agent, and this agent works for you. Awesome. So you have to sign a listing contract, or else that's not your agent. That was so, great. So that was a great. I like that, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, that was a very quick summary of a listing. It contract. was, and you did great, and you did great. But coming up now is our segment with Doctor A. And we are discussing the series on each personality and how it relates to buying or selling a house. Dr. Ray, you there? I most certainly am. How are you guys? We are very good. So, Doctor, we are at what personality this week? We're doing the C. The C. Compliance. All right, let's do it. We got four minutes. Okay. Explain the C buyer to the audience. Out of the DISC, well, the D-I-S-C. C. Uh, the the C behavioral style is somebody who likes specifics. So when you're making your listing presentation, make sure it has the specifics to it. In fact, what I recommend is putting a listing presentation that meets the D, the I, the S, and the C uh, behavioral style on the same listing presentation. But what you do is you focus on that part of the presentation. It relates to the individual that you're in front of. And, and a lot of times with a listing presentation or a, a buying situation, you're in front of two people. So it's important to understand whether they are a D, I, S, or C. But again, the C like things to be very, very specific. Details. They're very detailed for sure. They're very quality oriented, right? So they want to have all the information uh, and they like to have the information because they don't like to make decisions because their biggest concern is fear of being wrong. Yeah, they, their so big fearers making mistakes. Absolutely. So if, if, uh, if they have kids, it's just the right neighborhood for the children. Okay, so when you're qualifying them, you need to find out what's most important to them. Is it the children? Is it the proximity to work? Uh, is it what the neighborhood is like? Uh, is it if they have a, a home type of business? You know, is it set up that way? And then focus on the specifics for them because that's what they're most interested in. Try not to get frustrated, okay, because they're going to want to see, if, if it's a buyer, they're going to want to see as many pro properties as possible. So what you can do with them is you can say, I've looked at 20 properties that meet your criteria, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to show you the five that I think are the best because I really don't want to waste your time type of thing. So, uh, so that's what we're going to do first, and if any of those meet your needs, uh, let's, let's go with that. If not, then I will show you what I pulled down from the MLS regarding the other 15, and you can tell me which ones you want to see. Right. I tell, so, I tell the students yeah, when I explain uh, the personalities, I say the C personality, they'll ask you questions like, well, if we buy this house, what do you think this neighborhood will be like in 10, 15 years? 
<laughs> and I say, well, unless you got a crystal ball, I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer that question. But like, they're very detail oriented, and they're going to they're going to have a ton of questions. Right, and and to get to the quality aspect, don't tell them something that you don't know is true. That's okay, true. because if they find that one thing out that you mis misled them, okay, then they're, that's going to taint the rest of the relationship. Again, because of the quality. So detail and give them all the information that you need to, uh, to so that, that they have what they want. What you can do is you can say to them uh, to qualify to some extent, you know, what things are important to you. And then you want to pre-qualify them as you're showing them or as you're walking around their house if you're looking for the listing. That's the best way to do it. You ask them what's the most important thing is that they want to talk about and they'll tell you. So, doctor, we're going to have to think about our next topic because we just did the four personalities. So tell everybody how to get a hold of you and how to reach really the Abelson easy. group. It's uh, my email is Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N at Abelson.net. Uh, and our URL is www.abelson.net. Uh, or you can call, email us at succeed at Abelson.net. All right, very good, doctor. Thank you very much. All right, if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in here and our sponsors for keeping us on the air here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're here every week at 9 a.m. on 1210 and radio.com. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community. All the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.